Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Derail Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Fred. And Fred, we're late. By a week. Yeah, we're a week late. Sorry about that, guys. It's been, it's totally my fault, to be honest. My life's been a bit up and down the last couple of weeks. And yeah, things have been a little bit crazy. I feel a bit behind on everything. I was telling Fred before we started, I haven't been doing the Twitter properly. I haven't been replying to emails. So, But I see we did have a few new emails. So I'm very sorry. Uh, they were nice and long as well. And I love a long, juicy email. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'll be replying to all of you and I appreciate it. So I saw some emails from people from the UK, from the US. So oh, yeah, nice. very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. We always love when you guys send emails. So yes. sorry that I've been so... Poor at replying, but I'm hoping my life will be returning to a relatively calm state shortly. Back on track. We have, however, managed to find some time to fit in some games. Yes, we did do some playing. Yeah, so have you told everyone about your full cap five times? <laughs> uh, I think we did mention it, yes. I did, in the, yeah, okay. in the previous episode. Yeah. I think we spoke about it. Where, yeah, we did, where we said we were wanting to focus more instead of playing a different 18xx every single time it's just try and focus on right. on one kind and then kind of get the hang of that one so we've been trying to focus on full cap uh so last weekend we played 1889 three player 1889 and mm. it was a very enjoyable play and on the thursday was it thursday before that we played 89 as well yes we did four of us yeah yeah that's yeah. right yes I did, not, I did not do well in either of them. <laughs> <laughs> did you not do well? Which one did so you? So the four-player one with Simon and Rudy. Rudy went bankrupt, but yes. I was very low on money. Okay. So I was like a, a very close last. Right. <laughs> close to last. But 89 is winning you over, I feel like. Oh, yes. 89 is. Um, I think it's moving up on my list. So that would make it second now, I think uh yeah just below cologne for now oh really it's been inching it's inched its way all the way up to second yeah? yes yeah and me an intellectual i had it at first from the beginning yes so, yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe if i can win one it'll move to the top yeah maybe <laughs> probably because you won cologne a couple of times now, yes yeah. still the favorite yeah. yeah, but it is it is great. And there's something about playing, going back to sort of the pure experience that's mm. been really enjoyable. Yeah. Because we kind of dove headfirst in 18 sex and been fitting around with all these chromey games yeah. and things that do weird stuff and all of that. And all of those were really fun. Yes. But it's been quite fun, like you say, to just sort of try and almost get the basics. And I feel like you kind of learn a lot mm. replaying a game like 89 mm, yeah and at the same time we're playing our game of 1830 online which is still going yes which i'm enjoying a lot that's 1830 game is very interesting yes yeah that's very cool so a couple of people have emailed us asking about playing online because we said we're keen to do it so yeah i, I think we need to kind of do some organization system or something i'm mm. going to try and get everyone's details maybe make a group or something and, and we can figure that out yeah. and see who's keen to play um yeah, because we definitely would love to play with you guys. Yeah, we might have to do some sort of queue or something because I don't think we can handle too many at the same time. I, right, too many games yeah. at the same time. Yes, yeah, but yeah. I just dive back in the emails and then I'll yeah. just set up a, I don't know, can you set up like an, I suppose you can set up like an email chain. I don't know, we'll figure it out. Yes, we'll, we'll find we'll, a way. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Yeah, mm. but I have got those emails, guys, and sorry about that. Um, Yeah, but we do have one going at the moment that we've had going for, I guess it's been going for a while now, hey? It has. I've I've actually got another one going of eighteen seventeen, oh. but I don't know anything about eighteen seventeen. So, apologies to the people I'm playing with because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing there. I have to like I had a quick scan through the manual, but I have to actually sit and properly read it. Do you think one of them's in a game of eighteen seventeen right now and like? I wonder if this guy that's talking now is the noob who doesn't know what that was going on. <laughs> well, now, now they know. Yeah. Now they know. Yeah, eighteen seventeen. You can short shares and all sorts of things like that. So it adds a lot of things to the the stock aspect of it. Uh, it I've played a few like online board games and I've always mm. found it really, really hard to play a game online that I haven't played physically. Yes. Yeah. To learn a game online yeah. is difficult. Yeah. I found that mm. really, really hard. Yeah. So I don't know. Even the 1830 game, I've struggled with the interface, even though it's not a bad interface mm. and there's a lot of information. It's... My brain just struggles to process it almost. So yeah. I'm like, wait, what is this person doing? Like, where are the trains? Who's this? I keep flicking between the different tabs, like trying mm. to figure out mm. what's what. And I, I don't know. I mean, the information is presented fairly well, but I guess I'm just not used to it. 
Yes, and I think you you will get used to it. I think I'm getting better at telling what's going on from the interface. What I find really interesting about that game that I, I think is worth talking about, we won't go into the nitty gritty of the actual game itself because that's maybe not so interesting. But what's really interesting to me is that net worth thing at the bottom. Yes. Which is kind of ruining my life because I keep looking at it. And mm. so there's one player at the moment who's basically like double me and someone else in right. net worth. Yeah. And it's still fairly early on. I think he's got like $1,400 and we've got like seven fifty, eight hundred, somewhere around there, right? So like yes. almost double what we've got. And I keep looking at it and thinking, so how screwed are we? Yeah. You know, yeah. like would people who are experienced say like you can call the game now, this is done? Or mm. is this like a pretty uh, meaningless lead at this point in the game? And mm. I, I don't quite know. I can't quite figure that out. Yeah, I I don't think we can like I don't think we can call it yet. Not all the corporations have permanent trains yet, so there's still a lot that can happen there. I think, but I think uh, once all the corporations do have permanent trains, then that net worth may be a a handy like guide of when to call a game. It's interesting though, right? Because there's a lot of variables in place. Like you could get tokened out. Someone mm. else could fund a corp later on that gets some really good roots together and starts doing. Because we've played, I know in our physical games our real life games, whatever you call them. We've had plenty of games where we've seen like a bit of a tortoise and a hare situation, right? Mm. Where someone streaks ahead and then they maybe like slow down a little bit or their their company that kind of stalls out yeah like it has its best roots and it's can't really improve from there but then someone else manages to get a better route somewhere and they save up for a second train and they manage to do that and then Mm. it becomes this race of is the bank gonna bust or is this person gonna overtake and Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but Mm. there's that whole dynamic as well. But yeah, I find it interesting, you know, is that I guess in terms of a, I don't know if you'd call it game theory or what, but if someone is at the game, we freeze the game right now and say this person is double the income Mm. of others you play. Let's say you weren't in the game, Mm. right? So it's just me and this other guy who are down there and he's up there. Mm. Does the game rely on him making a mistake in order to lose? Should he technically be able to snowball that lead as the game continues or is there room to outmaneuver him i'm not sure because there's so many yeah i don't know i don't i don't think i don't think you can call it yet i think it is still too early but so what i think net worth is useful for is if you if you want to know whether you're able to float a new company like i can sell all my shares and then i have enough money to float a company you know things like that i think it's useful to see and i do think closer towards the end um, of the game you would be able to use the net worth to to call right, it yeah. but you can calculate that anyway i mean you can yeah i think you're right i think there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of opportunity for us to sort of work in that yeah but i think something we sort of edging very close to a topic you wanted to talk about maybe we should save that till after we can later. yeah we can do that first as well if you want to. Well, I know that you, you mentioned wanting to talk about collusion. Yes. And I was literally about to say it now. Like, so do we as players, if someone is in that much of a lead, do we try and sabotage that player specifically in some way? Right. Yeah. Does that make sense to do that? Yeah. Is it ethical <laughs> yeah. to do that? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but this was a topic that you said you wanted to talk about. So, yeah, so what, what are your thoughts on it? Because I feel like you've been giving it some thought potentially. So, so the reason I wanted to bring it up is in our 89 play with um, Rudy and Simon, it came up. Yes. Where Simon was kind of in a position where he wasn't floating a company and you and I both wanted him to float that company so that we had a shot at some better trains or something like that, you know? Because if, if it floated, he would theoretically buy a train first and then we would get access to the better ones and then um and then you said to me like hey fred if you buy a share in this company i'll buy a share in this company and then it floats um and both of us like we we each only had enough money for one share like i couldn't buy two shares by myself you couldn't buy two shares by yourself and i at the time wasn't sure of whether we should be discussing that even though we're doing it in front of simon and right Rudy, right and i i think mine certainly comes from because i come from a poker background so i played poker for a very long time and in poker collusion is cheating like it's right it is there's no uncertain terms about it collusion is cheating but so i have given it quite a bit of thought and and the difference is like 
in poker, there's hidden information. There's information which is my whole cards, right? So only I know my whole cards. But by me colluding with you, we're kind of sharing information. So you have information I don't have. I have information you don't have. And by colluding, even though we might not be explicitly saying I have these cards, we're giving each other information in some way. Uh, so we're leaking information about our holdings to the detriment of the third player in the hand. And the other reason it's it's a bad thing in, in poker is because because there's randomness, right? So like the odds completely change when it's two people in a hand versus when it's three people in a hand. And if if two of the three people know, like if I know you'll stay in the hand, if I stay in the hand, then my odds completely change and now it's, you know, m- might be worth worth my while to stay in the hand. Right. The difference is 18xx doesn't have any hidden information really, really except like player strategies, but I mean, you should be able to tell what what people would want to do. Um, and there's also no randomness. So, and I also actually did some Googling and did a little bit of reading online, found some threads on BGG where people also asked the question. And it seems the general consensus is that it's fine in moderation. Like you can, you can make deals, you can discuss things like that. I mean, as long as you do it openly and as long as you don't take it too far, I think. But I think also with that should be the understanding that like in our game, you told me, Fred, if you buy this share, I'll buy this share. If you then don't buy that share, I can't be upset at you for breaking our deal, right? right. So I, I should know that I'm getting myself into. I'm like, okay, if I do this and Chris does this as well, it is beneficial to both of us. But there's no, there's absolutely no like promise or guarantee that he actually has to stick to that. So I think that should go hand in hand with, with any kind of game where you can make deals like that. You should not be upset if someone breaks the deal. Right. I guess it depends. Yeah. It feels so group dependent in a way. I mean, it's hard to almost put a right or wrong answer in it, mm. even in terms of being upset right. about this stuff. Because, yeah, technically, according to the rules, like deals aren't binding, et cetera, mm. et cetera. But and then it comes to the idea of what kind of game are you trying to play? Right. Are you trying to play a game that has this element of like betrayal and negotiation yes. and all that kind of stuff in it? Or are you trying to play a sort of more optimization puzzle kind of like i'm right. gonna try and maximize my profits attack other players as best as possible and sort of maneuver within the confines of the game because mm. you could put collusion in the broad spectrum of like meta game yes right of things that are sort of related to the game but outside of the game in some way right yeah yeah so i think that people have different opinions on this mm. i think jc um who I've spoken about a fair bit on the podcast, has a rule of no table talk in terms of collusion stuff. Um, He'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm correct Mm. in saying that because I've seen this discussion brought up as well. From my side, I'm not sure. I kind of like it. I think banter is pretty fun. Yes. Um, I kind of liked ganging up on Simon in that moment. What's interesting to me is I could have done the same thing with some very indirect kind of communication so Mm. well maybe not necessarily but you acted before me but let's say you bought the share yes and then kind of looked at me. then i put you in a position where now you're in a good spot to also right so you may be buying that share and not explaining why yeah it's like a strong clearly communicating yes I've bought this share. So now if you buy the other share. (laughs) So the thing is, is I guess it comes down to, is that okay? Mm. Because that has to be okay. Mm. That's just taking an action within the game, right? That can't not be okay. Yes, of course. Yeah. And and I think if that's okay, then it's better to just be able to discuss it openly well that's that that's where my sticking point is right because i kind of get why people would be anti-collusion or Mm. anti-table talk because Mm. maybe they feel like it's not in the spirit of the game or it can lead to kind of bad feelings or whatever the case may be and i I do feel like it could potentially get excessive Mm. like if people are just going out of their way to bash on whoever's doing first whoever who's whoever's perceived to be a good player Mm. Like Chris won the last two games. Let's just trash his stocks and let's just focus on him. But that to me almost isn't really in the spirit of the game. No, I I agree with that. Yeah, that's why I I said like within moderation. I mean, in in that situation, I asked, should are we allowed to do this? And everyone in the game, like including Simon, were okay with it. So I think you're right. It is group dependent. Um, But we've also been doing it less than once per game. 
Uh, it's yeah. not something that's it's very not common. a big deal. I mean, if every stock round is going to be, oh, if I do this, you can do that. And then he does this and then they do that. And, you know, that's just going to be tedious and, and unnecessary. And I think part of our process of exploring and learning these games has also been discussing them while we play them. Yeah, kind of almost like strategy discussion while yeah, we play. Yeah, like I've been pretty honest if I think something's bad or something's mm. good. Like if someone asks me, like, do you think I should do this? I'll tell them honestly, yes yeah. or no, for the yeah. most part. You know? Even if it's to your own detriment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If you do, if like you, for example, do something that I think is bad, I'm not going to pop up and say that's bad because mm. you must play your game. But yeah. I'll tell you like afterwards, like, yeah. mm, I'm not sure about that. Yes. You know, maybe yeah. that wasn't a good move or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I mean, ultimately, you're still trying to win. So you're not trying to like... Mm tell everyone you think they do something wrong but right. generally people ask for advice or whatever but i think we've been we've been quite open in terms of our discussions of stuff and i mm. think that helps us to kind of explore the limits of the game and what's possible and what's not yes yeah but i can see how collusion can get ugly yes i think so but also for us it's we're still discovering the game so we're kind of just helping each other you know discover the games and the possibilities and things i i can i can see how a game with maybe four really good players would want to not have table talk yeah, but um, I don't know. I think our group is quite fun in in the way we we banter. Oh yeah, and, and I enjoy the banter of eighteen six. One of the things I love about it is that there's so much back and forth and interaction, mm. and with that interaction comes so much kind of social engagement. Yes, I don't really want to sit in silence and peer no. at the calculator, but I can imagine that a lot of people would want to do that, and mm. that's okay. Yeah. So I think ultimately. There's no fun police, right? Yeah. Like you must play however is fun for you and mm -hmm. your group. Yeah. But I think it's it's an interesting discussion. And I think something that you almost want to kind of try and figure out and then address and put boundaries in place if it does become a problem. Because I can see how it became, can become a problem. Because mm. some groups lean too far into it. And yes. it's just about... Yeah. Let's all gang up on Fred. <laughs> yeah. We don't really do that because we are always trying to play optimally. Yes. I think where stuff like collusion really becomes a problem is when it's no longer optimal. Mm. When the focus of your game is no longer winning, it's just screwing over that guy. Right, yeah. And you get people who are kind of like that. Yeah. And I feel like in all games, it's kind of awkward to play with those people. Yeah, kind of like the reverse of king-making almost. Right. Yeah. And I hate king-making as well mm. because I never really get the point of it. You know, in our games... We will do, even if we know we can't win, we will do whatever gives us the most amount of points. Right. Or whatever gives us the best thing. If it helps someone else indirectly, it doesn't matter if that was the thing mm. that helped us the most as well. Mm. Then we'll generally do that. And then that never really feels like any kind of king making. It's just a natural consequence yes. of the game. Yeah. If Rudy and Simon are two points apart... And the most points I can get is six points, but it'll also give Simon three points, but I can also give someone like one point or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the thing that gives me six points and it gives him three. Yes. It doesn't matter to me that he then overtakes Rudy as a result of it. I wasn't doing it to king him. I was doing it because it's the most points for me. Yes. Yeah. And I think 18xx is, is probably similar in that way. As long mm -hmm. as you're acting according to what's good for you. So the reason this collusion thing came up was because it was beneficial for both of us. Yes. So I was like, Fred, let's yeah. work together on this yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And I was still hesitant to do it because I still knew you didn't you didn't have to buy that right, chair. Right, right. <laughs> but I did it in the end. <laughs> yeah, but it is an interesting question. Mm. Yeah, it is. And I, I think the way we're doing it is, is fine. Yeah, like I said, less than once per game. As long as it doesn't become a regular thing, yeah, I think it's... I think it's one of those questions where the question is more interesting than the answer, really. Because mm. the answer is just do whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah, and, and what your group is happy with, yeah. Yeah, I think the only time you run into trouble is if people disagree on this. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's why it's important to outline it at the start. Yeah. And I think just general etiquette applies. If you're the new guy coming into the group and the group says, this is how we play, no table talk, say, cool. Mm. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. We've solved collusion. Well, yeah, but I, I would be interested to hear what other people think as well. So mm. if people have thoughts on it, they can send us an email or a tweet or something. It would be interesting. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. I mean, we often, we like to, we want to try and include more of these kind of brief discussions or sometimes not so brief discussions, I guess. But yeah, if anyone has any feedback on it or mm. any points they'd like to make or anything, we'd love to read those yeah. and discuss them How they handle well. it in their groups and things. Yeah, yeah, because it'd be fun to just sort of revisit the stuff mm. that we discuss each week. So yeah, perfect. Yeah. If you guys have any thoughts, send them through. Yeah. Yeah, man. So 89. Yes. So two games of 89. 
So, do you want to discuss some details of our plays or not? <laughs> well, I feel like you're much better at knowing the details of our plays. I think the... So, the, the first one ended in bankruptcy because Rudy went bankrupt. Right. And then... But then we still converted his shares to money. So, he couldn't sell all of his shares because they were like 50% in the market and things. Yes. So, we still converted his shares into money, which is that like... A rule is that in the rule? Book? Yes, yeah. Okay, because he, he, he almost almost overtook me there. Yeah, <laughs> it was ridiculously close. Uh, our scores. Well, that's the thing. It is possible to go bankrupt in the game and win. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is the the holy grail of eighteen xxing. Yeah. You can pull that off. Oh man, if I pull that off, it'll be accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I won. <laughs> what? What the hell were you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah, well, the, our second game also ended in. Did it end in no. back? No, it didn't. It was a near bankruptcy. We just called it. We did call it. Yeah, we yeah. called it pretty close to the what would have been the end. I yeah, think. probably another set or two. Yeah, to go. Us, yeah. yeah, but yeah. So the first game didn't last too long because of that bankruptcy. It was actually a fairly quick play, right? Yeah, I think what what got rusted threes that bankrupted him. I think. Mm, I think so. Yeah, but what annoyed me about that game is I did very poorly and I couldn't exactly put my finger on what I did wrong. But I think I kind of know what I did wrong. Is I was really just trying. I was really just like floating dumping, floating dumping. Yeah. Um, and I was a bit too aggressive with that. I think, but um, yeah, I learned some stuff from it. I I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting because I felt like what sort of sunk you was the same almost in both games to some extent and maybe it's just a natural consequence of anything that goes wrong Mm. but in both games it felt like you reached a point where you didn't get enough like return on investment Mm. for something yeah for like switching over something well the second game was different the second game i think we can clearly say that my mistake was buying a train when i didn't need to right you kind of did an emergency buy Yes, I kind of like orchestrated an emergency buy to get a really good train into my one company when I could have just bought a a permanent train from my other company, which had two of them. So I could have bought a permanent train for cheaply from the other company. And instead, I chose to add some of my own money and buy a really good train. But uh, the problem with that is the game was too close to the end. So the benefit from that would have been too a little too late. And also, I then had zero cash in that next stock round. So I was very low on shares and I couldn't buy any more shares, which is kind of like in the last or second last stock round, uh, you kind of want to just put all your money into shares and and hit the cert limit as soon as possible, I think. Yeah. And I think that's why I say almost like a similar outcome, but I suppose different. Different mistake. (laughs) Different mistake, maybe. Yeah. But in both games, it felt like you lost because you got stuck. And then fell very far behind in shares. Yes. Your, the share differential became too big. Yeah. And it was kind of as a result of, I guess, almost like investing your money in the wrong place or over-investing mm. in something. Mm. Yeah. So I think it's quite interesting because we've been experimenting with that. I mean, I think that's the fun of playing these full cap games is we've kind of been experimenting with this idea of dumping a company, starting mm. up a new one. Yeah. Um, and I think we're getting a lot better at that. Yeah. Where you sort of exhaust a company's funds and you don't try and keep it going and straggle along you just dump it well not dump it on someone else but i mean you just sell down to just the president's certificate you start something else you get a whole bunch of new capital you use that to fund the other company Mm. right but something like you say has gone wrong in that cycle for you where the new company you weren't even on shares yeah so you trade like six shares of this one company you'd start with six shares and then you'd end up with five in the next one those obviously Mm. arbitrary numbers are not the correct number but Mm. it's sort of like you didn't trade in for shares of a higher value you had higher value shares but you also had less of them yes yeah yeah and maybe the dumping cycling kind of process was just happening too quickly i think in the first game definitely yeah yeah The, the second game i think i did that much better but i just spent way too much of my own money to buy a train when I didn't need to. Right, And yeah. then couldn't afford any shares in the next stock round, basically. Yeah, so that was the first game. The second game, it was just because, yeah, you overinvested and then you didn't have any cash for shares. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and then it's kind of funny because you had all this stuff and you had these great routes and you had these great companies, but you looked in front of you and you kind of had two companies or 50% of kind of two companies and mm. just a really meager amount of shares. And then you look over on my side and I'm hitting at, the limits. Yeah, you're you know, at the suit limit. And, I'm, and then you kind of think, oh, crap, something's gone 
gone really wrong yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm pretty screwed yeah well now i know i mean so i learned something there definitely yeah well i learned something i think as well mm. from it because i feel like i've seen this happen a few times it happened to you in one of the other games it was in 89 i don't remember which one um, I've also seen it happen to Simon before as well. Mm. And I've seen it happen to me before as well. So I, I think that the sort of lesson that I've taken from it is that you always want to be basically as a rough rule, kind of increasing your share limit, mm. your amount yes. of shares. Yeah. And I think that sounds really obvious, but I think that oftentimes we just wanted to have a better company. Mm. Or I think Simon's problem in a lot of these games where he sort of, gets a great company going but it's too late mm. is that he withholds too much or invests too much into infrastructure mm. and then doesn't really get the payoff right yeah yeah so he doesn't end up with as much cash on hand he doesn't his shares are too low in value mm. basically towards the end of the game you really want to have your share limits right but you also want to be invested in the highest performing companies mm. but there's a trade-off between revenue and actual right yeah stock price yeah, yeah yeah but i think that you basically always want forward motion mm -hmm. so if you're dumping a company and starting a new one and that isn't allowing you access to more capital mm. you've done something wrong right yeah. some the wheels have like fallen off somewhere right yes. yeah. you want to always be injecting more capital as a means of extracting that capital for yourself yes yeah so the idea of floating a new company is now you can buy your privates from yourself for double the price and you can mm. feed yourself money any way you can yeah so that you can buy new shares yeah yeah and, and speaking of that so access to capital like uh, that's something that i've realized about full cap games which is also very obvious but basically the higher you par the more kind of free money you get from the bank if you par at 100 and let's say you have to, it floats at 60 percent then you've put in 600 but you're getting a thousand into that company from the bank whereas if you par at a lower amount so you're getting 400 on top of your 600 right but whereas if you par at a lower amount then you're getting less than 400 on top of the amount that you put in yes yeah yeah because yeah, it is essentially kind of like free money yeah yeah, so the more you put in, the the more you get back out. Yeah. Or the more you get access to. The only problem is it's treasury money. So you've got to figure out how to get that out of yes. there. Yes. Yeah. You have to extract it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like we actually played really well. Up until you bought that train, you were playing really, really well. Mm, I was actually very happy with my play up until then. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought I was doing very well and then I made that blunder. Which is kind of fine. Those games are okay because you're like, you know what, I played great and then i made one critical error and it kind mm. of screwed everything up but it's fine at least yeah. you can point a finger at something and say that's what went wrong exactly, and then yeah. it doesn't really feel that bad you know yeah, yeah. yeah. but I've, i felt like we both played well and i felt that rhythm was going really well for me mm -hmm. as well like i was buying up my privates and then immediately reinvesting that money in the next stock round mm. selling off companies when they were performing well because yeah i mean that's what i did with that first company i mean i've dropped stations i bought four two trains or something i just had an enormous amount of trains mm. i think three twos and a one three mm. just ran these routes collected quite a lot of revenue from that and then just sold it down mm. i think i actually dumped it on tommy i think he ended up with it yeah uh, yes could be uh, yeah right before the twos rusted yeah oh that's right so that's kind of perfect and that's why i think the trains move quickly because really at those early companies you want to get access to a lot of routes that you can run with two trains that can yeah. add up to a huge amount yeah to me it feels like your first company you float is kind of just bootstrapping into you into your company that you'll end the game with yes it's yeah. kind of just giving you the capital to float higher buy the more expensive trains for your second company yeah absolutely and then your second company can donate trains back to that first company and then you can buy those shares back from the market because they've been paying into your treasury yes yeah which is the great thing about full cap games is when you sell those shares to the bank it's actually pretty great mm -hmm. because now they pay into the treasury your stock price keeps going up because you have some crappy trains that you're still running in there right yeah like i had that one three train yeah the gap between a two and a three is pretty huge mm. like the twos are rusted by the four which comes really quickly the six yes. takes a, a little while longer to get to yeah yeah so then you reinvest back and then you yeah got some money in your treasury it's, it's nice yeah when you hit that rhythm it feels really good yes yeah when you hit that rhythm yeah and another trick i've learned is in games that that float at 60 percent you can buy six shares and then immediately sell one back to the bank 
um, so that you're, you're on five, so no one can take the company over from you if you don't want them to. And the share that you sold, you get the money back for it. So that share costs you zero. But now that share is paying into the company. So that's a, another way to get a little bit of money into the company if you need some more money in there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And especially to keep an eye on ledgers as well. Ledgers, yes, yeah. Because that's a good time to potentially sell some of your shares yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. If you need to reinvest back. Yeah. It's got to keep an eye on people trying to steal it from you. Yes, yeah. Other people can buy it from the bank pool at a cheaper rate and then take away that income from you as well, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think, I mean, when you play these games, as long as you're playing well, you'll naturally have this kind of progression, right? Where you're buying more shares and getting more money and all that stuff, but... I think when you're trying to experiment with new things mm. and when you're trying to play around, I think that's an important thing to remember is that you always actually want to be moving forward. Yes, yeah. You need to be getting more shares and more income. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and that's because I've had games where I've kind of messed that up and then you stall mm. a little bit. And I feel like that's actually happening on our 1830 game. For you. For me, yeah. yeah. For me. Because I kind yeah, of... Online one. I kind of had to sell this company and get into a new one. But... And I managed to get a permanent train in that company, so that's good. But I don't know. I've just I've had really meager cash mm. the whole time. But one of the players sort of trashed my company, my beginning company stock early, mm. and I floated it very high because. Yeah. So then it really kind of screwed me up because I floated it high, and I almost couldn't spend all of that money, mm. which is kind of interesting. So yeah, like I, I was able to float it high because I had this private that kind of gives you 20 percent of it or whatever okay um so naturally i floated it high thinking that that's the good move but mm. i actually think now that it wasn't i think i actually should have floated it low and spent the money the extra money that i would have had on other shares yeah yeah the first company you can float low because it can buy cheap trains but as the trains become more expensive you need to float higher to be able to exactly so i think that's one of those like sort of wisdoms you take for granted like float as high as you can right mm. it's, it's worth it you get more money and you don't lose that stock value yes. so where's the harm right if you can float as high as possible why not do it yeah. but i think the harm is sort of getting all your cash tied up mm. because remember all that cash like you said is free money but it also goes into the treasury yes yeah so you me need spending all that money yeah. i was very vulnerable to mm. having my stock trash because of that yeah yeah, at one point, um, your company, I said to you even, your company has the most capital. <laughs> yeah. Like it's after after the initial companies that bought their trains, your company had the most like money sitting in the treasury. So I, I was actually considering in, uh, this is a couple of stock rounds ago, so it's not relevant anymore. But back then I was actually considering, mm, should I try and take over presidency here to get access to that capital yeah it had more than i thought i think mm -hmm. as well yeah. and i think that's again me like failing at reading the ui but i kind of felt like okay it's time for me to sell this company and get in something else but i think i did that too early it's a weird situation because the company was full up on trains crappy trains so I couldn't really do much more with it, mm. but it was sitting with this big treasury still because I'd actually overinflated it. Yes. I couldn't actually spend the amount of money in it. Mm. Then I sell it down. Now someone else has taken it over mm. because now we're getting into permanent trains and I saw that they actually can take it over an emergency buy a train. And even if it's like a six train, then you have to chip in like 200 bucks yeah. of their own money or whatever. So yeah, so that's actually an interesting thing there in that I've essentially overfunded it. Mm, yeah. Which I didn't really think was something you could do. Yeah. yeah but now I feel like I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've noticed that in, in the game we're playing now, I'm kind of not very high in shares. I've fallen behind. My player mm. cash, I don't have liquidity, like I don't have any money and I've got like a pretty low amount of shares because mm. I sold those companies' shares after they'd been trashed. So let's say I bought them at 80, then they got dropped to 60, and then I maybe moved the token once or twice and then sold them. So I didn't get my money out of it. Mm. Uh, it's pretty poor. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But that's that same thing where I wasn't moving up. Right, yeah. And so I was just following the process of like, okay, now I've done this company. Now I sell it down and start a new one. But mm. you can't just do that. Mm. There's other factors you have to take into consideration, which yes. I think I didn't. Yeah. And now I didn't get the forward momentum. Right. And now yeah. I feel stalled. Yeah. And I feel like I'm falling behind yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but, but the people we're playing against online, 
they also have a lot more experience than than our normal group has so yeah they're much more active in like kind of crashing your stock price and things like that which is great because mm. it teaches you so much more yeah exactly yeah about the game and, yeah. and what's sort of possible yeah and i think yeah for me i'm still like i want to try do this but maybe it wasn't the correct time to do right that. yeah yeah but i think this idea of how much you want to put in your first treasury is actually quite interesting it is yeah because you don't really want someone to take it over at mm. an opportune time mm. when it's got a stuffed treasury because that's when you kind of want to yes take it back yeah you, you know? want to be the person in charge of that capital yeah exactly yeah. yeah so i think for me the thing that i've learned is just forward motion man mm. you've got to be moving forward you can't just do something because it feels right you have to be thinking how is this increasing my shareholding in the game yes How's increasing my personal cash? Yeah. Which I guess sounds pretty obvious. Mm. Yeah. But I think, you know, when they say like a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing, mm. right? <laughs> it feels kind of like that. Like you kind of read some strategy stuff. You think, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But maybe sort of not applying it. Yeah, it's correctly. Correctly. Yeah. 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 But like I said, we're also facing situations we hadn't really seen before with the dumping of our share prices and things so. which is funny because then in our recent 89 game we were doing that to each other as well yeah, we were yeah yeah we were sort of trying to manipulate the operating round order yes. by messing with each other's stock prices for our yes. companies that hadn't even done anything yet yeah and that that is an interesting thing about 18xx is it's a balance between how much capital do you want in there and when do you want to operate like <laughs> it doesn't help you put a lot of capital in there and you're first to operate when a two train is still available like that's not the train you want you want to operate loss so that you buy the the better train but then you don't have the capital so yeah that is quite interesting and mm. we haven't messed around any at all with the the sort of briefcasing stuff mm. where you float a company and don't give it a legal route and just use its capital essentially yes yeah, yeah i don't know i'm not there yet <laughs> we'll get i don't there, know how you hopefully. make that work that's still kind of like worthwhile yeah because you're sort of accessing the free money from the bank but your stock is moving down well so one 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 way i can think of doing this right is let's say you have company a that needs some money okay because it's on almost zero money it needs to buy a permanent train pretty soon and it only has a, a single two train and what what does a two train typically cost like 80 so you can then float a new company who is first to operate floated at 100 you get a thousand bucks into that treasury you can buy that silly two train without laying tiles so there's no route to run so you're not forced into buying a train but you can still buy that two train from your company a for a thousand bucks even though you could buy the same train from the market for 80 bucks you just give your other company a thousand bucks if you want to i mean that's yeah. an extreme example but that's how no, you could that'd do be it. cool though yeah that's one way you could do it and now you have a, a company with okay maybe you won't spend all thousand bucks maybe you'll spend maybe you'll leave yourself enough over to also be able to buy a, a permanent train um but but the point is you send you overpay <laughs> like maybe you pay 500 for an a train that costs 80 just to get 500 bucks into your other company you can can you sell your shares in the same round that you've bought them not i think in most games not in the first stock round i think in the but very first that. stock round yeah in the very first stock round there's no selling of shares but in other stock rounds you can you can buy shares and sell them immediately because i'm imagining if you say like you say you float a company for let's say 100 you buy five shares of it up to 500 you immediately sell three of them mm. down to 200 well, that's uh, that's another thing you can do to manipulate the turn order as well i guess the danger in that is that someone can just take that away from you then you don't get access to that capital at all yes so you because, probably want to sell them the next stock round yeah or buy six and sell down to five right because if you sell down to two and other people start buying it up then you can't buy back because i'm thinking specifically in the terms of this like kind of briefcase company mm. so yeah let's say you buy five shares just in or six if it's 1830 to float it right you get all the capital. Mm. Let's say you floated 100. Mm. Your stock goes down to 90. You sell four shares. So that's four times nine. So you get, what, 360 back. You mean in the second stock round? In the second stock round. Yeah. So you donate the 1,000 capital to your other company, let's say. Yeah. Extreme example, right? You buy their two train for 1,000 or whatever. Then you sell to 360. 
So you've now lost 140 or no, 240, I guess, in the exchange. But you've given a thousand in capital to the other one. Yeah. Which is quite a lot. So if you were going to have to maybe emergency buy a train or something like that, you spent 240 to give that company an enormous amount of capital. Yeah. That you can probably get a return on investment on that's worth that 240 that you've kind of yeah. lost. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I could see how that could work. And then maybe you give a train back to that company and you actually start running its routes eventually mm, or whatever. Yeah. I, I suppose you would eventually do something with it. Yes, yeah. Because otherwise it's just going to decrease in stock. Value. Yeah. Yeah, so that's actually quite interesting. I could see, yeah, that would probably be, I yeah. guess, how you do it. There's so much more we have to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Every time we play these games, I'm like, let me try this. Mm. <laughs> it's just like suitcases company. <laughs> absolute disaster. Like, okay, well. Yeah. I guess I haven't figured that. I guess I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. Mm. And I think that we learn some lessons each time we play it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where that, I mean, the amount of strategic depth is obviously insane. Mm. But I think that's what we want to do, you know, is when we do play these games or have these experiences, we want to try and discuss them. I'm thinking specifically in terms of the podcast here. Yeah, I guess in terms of kind of what our takeaways were, mm. where we kind of went wrong or what we kind of learned from the experience. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that hopefully it has some value to you guys. You don't make <laughs> the same mistakes we do. Or just laugh at our mistakes. Yeah, or just laugh at our <laughs> just mistakes. Just entertainment value. That works as well, yeah. So 89, number two. Yes, up to number two. Yeah. Nice. Stays at number one for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love yeah, it. It is good. I, I am very keen to play it again, actually. Yeah, I really like it. It feels, because it's got that sort of pure 1830 feel, but I like that it's just sort of quicker, easy to mm. pack out on a weeknight. Oh, and I think significantly so, I feel like we've kind of very much now leaned far more towards this as our recommendation for a beginner game over 46 you mean yes yes yeah yeah because we kind of discussed and we're like with well, this merits for each you know but tommy who's very new wants to get a, a print and play done of 1889 as his sort of first 18xx and he was like yeah maybe i'll get 46 sometime as on you're like no nah, i don't get 46 <laughs> no if you can like he knows me i have 46 so if he wants to play it again which i mean i i wanted to play it again after having played it once or twice if he wants to play it again he has access to it so if he wants to get one i'd rather get 89 you know yeah but i i don't know for me i guess it was telling in, in the sense that i think we both have shifted opinions in opposite directions on 46 and 89 i mean our opinions have shifted in the same direction but yeah. 89 has gone up and 46 has kind of gone down yes yeah i think because we both kind of feel like you'll get more play in a way out of 89 like it'll be your first 18xx but it's still an 18xx that you would be it's still a manageable 18xx there's not that much difference i mean the, the stock market is 2d whereas 46 isn't but that's it really i feel like there's probably less rules in a way than 46 yeah 46 has got a few little niggles and stuff going it, on. it has some rules just to make it less likely for new players to go bankrupt I feel. right yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and 89 will also give you I, I guess a more firmer grounding in terms of how 18xx works mm. than 46 it's less different from the other stuff yeah than 46 so yeah but 89 now is hard to get because all aboard games was doing it now they're not anymore so again we're gonna default to chesapeake i think when that comes out yeah yeah but having said that so tommy played 46 and then we taught him 89 in minutes really it, yeah it was that's true it was it quick, wasn't yeah. difficult to teach him 89 coming for, for him that is true it wasn't really so. that hard yeah. yeah but yeah no 89 it's quick it's, it's he preferred 89 as well for what it's worth yes i think he liked it there was a lot of spice though yeah. companies flying back and forth yeah it was things were happening really fun play yeah yeah, we've had we've had two really fun plays. Well, actually, I think all our plays have been pretty fun. Yeah, I think even Simon's coming around in '89. Yes, yeah. <laughs> get screwed over by talents this time. <laughs> he knew he knew what to expect. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's an interesting game, though. I'm still finding it interesting. Oh yeah, no, I'm dying to play again. If I could have last weekend's play over again and not make that train mistake. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I think you were because you had just floated a company that I really should have floated. Yes. Yeah, so I did a really weird thing. I had priority deal in the past. Yeah. I think that was a mistake you made. Definitely. And then I made a counter mistake that was bigger <laughs> with the train purchase. 
But I think that should have won me the game, you passing there, because you had the opportunity to float the company that I really wanted to float. And then I did. Yeah. But it threw you that pass as well. You were like, I don't know. It did. What, I don't know what to I, do now. I was making a plan B. I'm like, Chris is definitely floating this company. What else can I do? And then you're like, pass. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. I was so obsessed with being first in the... um thing that i wanted to see what you did and then i was gonna buy stock in it and then like trash it or whatever i don't know i was Mm. i was so obsessed with operating first with the company that i really cared about getting this permanent train or whatever but i think Mm. i cared way too much about that i was Mm. very tunnel visioned on that Mm. and so i needed you to act first so that i could react to what you did but pink the pink company i think it was just ended up being like a ridiculously good roots powerhouse yeah it it tied in well with my other company's roots that it had already built. Yeah, no, it was mm. insane. And I never yeah. should have not floated yeah. that myself. I think you wanted to... I think you didn't want to float. You just wanted to buy shares or something like that, which is why you passed. You wanted... To- yeah, but I needed to... Uh, but then I also needed to sell those shares. Ugh, it was a bit uh, of a disaster, okay. yeah. Okay. I should have actually... What I should have actually done was floated pink and maybe even not built a route for it in the first round. Right, yeah. So that I could have bought the train that I needed and yeah. Okay. But I was very in my own head about how to like manipulate the stock and stop you from doing the thing and like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 It was all over the place. Yeah, well, I'm, I messed it up so you got the win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think we both played pretty well except for a couple of yes, yeah. large mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, so yeah. 89, still really good. Still a favorite. Mm. Still my favorite, I Very think. Very good, yeah. But I can see I can see the magic of 1830 playing mm. on game. I can see why it's really good. It is very good. Yeah, I want to get a physical copy of that sometime mm. as well because it kind of just feels like you have to have it. Yeah. And it is certainly good enough to own. I just wish we could get through it a bit faster. Not the online one. I mean, that's always going to take long, but uh, I wish we could bust it out on a weeknight, but I think it would take us a little bit too long. Mm. But I think for a Saturday game or something, I'm keen to to revisit it. Yeah, it's more of a weekend play now. It has more going on than I remember. Some weird stuff happening on the map and stuff as well. And mm. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. And the tile scarcity is quite hectic. Eh? It is, yeah. There was an interesting moment in that game where I realized that if I floated a company, I couldn't even build a track for it because there was no straight track. Oh, wow. So I floated Chesapeake that had a built-in track. Okay. And that's why I floated that one because there were no city tiles available because oh, wow. actually only one type of city tile is only a straight city tile in 1830 and they which were also thought was really weird yeah. and they were all gone yeah oh wow. yeah so that was pretty pretty strange very interesting yeah yes okay fred are you ready for your south african south africanism i don't know <laughs> so i've picked out three words that are distinctly south african that would be rather confusing okay for the the average person so the first one which is funny because i don't think we've discussed it but i felt like it's worth mentioning is how's it how's it how's it is south african for hello it basically means how is it yes or which is it's shortened form of how is it going yeah which almost sounds like bad grammar <laughs> even though it's not yeah like, but yeah like how is it going yeah how, how would you spell it let's see if we would spell it the same the actual word how's it if you had to write how's it yeah i mean i feel like it has has a spelling okay which is h-o-w-z-i-t yeah yeah yeah. so the z just came from nowhere yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) because it's not in the full no no, like how is it going that z just came out of nowhere exactly it also means you're out in cricket or this well that's that (laughs) technically is how's that which is it's a subtle it's a subtle difference it's an appeal for an art or something i don't know yeah cricket that well i feel like you don't know cricket very well (laughs) i feel like you're shaming our people (laughs) (laughs) yeah so how's it is basically how we say hello so we don't actually saying how are you we're saying hello yeah and it doesn't expect a response of yeah well no exactly that's the thing right so it's literally just like hey man how's it yes exactly yeah yeah Yeah. or like just you see someone say how's it and you say how's it back it's yeah 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 Yeah, so it's not really a how are you it's it's more of a hello than a how are you yeah but i think it comes from how's it going oh yeah definitely but yeah and the meaning is just like a. am just letting all the tourists know when they arrive you know (laughs) Don't say you're fine. Uh, we don't in, care. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't give your life story when someone <laughs> else tells it. <laughs> we do care. We're very friendly. 
Okay, the other one which will almost certainly confuse you is robot. Yeah, so robot is what we call traffic lights. Yeah, which I always thought was kind of ridiculous. It's like we're so third world that like <laughs> we see a traffic light, we're like, whoa. Advanced technology. Yeah, on exactly. The street corner. <laughs> this is Elon Musk's new design. It's going on, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we call a traffic light. I have no idea where that comes from. I, it might be from Afrikaans, actually. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's from like back in the day when they like first came out. Some tiny was like, yes, let's look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's some dodgy thing where it literally meant robot. Like, yes, yeah, like, like a machine. Yeah. yeah. We probably used to have people that we paid like one rand an hour to like hold up different signs or something. You, yeah. know, you know, stop signs are a thing, right? <laughs> well, that's other thing. We don't call them stop signs. We call them stop streets, yes. which makes no sense either. Yeah. Yeah. It's very confusing. <laughs> but if you hear robot, we mean traffic lights. Yes. Like yeah. he ran a red robot, <laughs> you know, or like the robot was red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds pretty absurd if you don't know it. Yeah. I'm sure it does. Yeah. We're quite used to it. <laughs> yeah. And the last one kind of surprised me because I did not realize this was a South African word. Oh, yes. And I wonder if you did. Yeah. That word is fundi. Like he's a real fundi at chess. Yeah, I don't think I wouldn't have guessed that that's a South African. I had <laughs> this whole time. I never knew that only we said this. Oh, no way. So fundi means like experts yeah. or like, yeah, just like a genius at Some, something. They're really yeah. good at something, yeah. So like if, and this can be in pretty much any context, you know, mm. you know, if you were talking to like someone about their son or whatever, mm. like you'd say, oh, he's a real fundi, you know, like yeah. he's really good at whatever you're talking yeah. about. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Or it can also be like an extreme interest in something. Mm. like he's a real pokemon fundi yeah, whatever, right? very like, knowledgeable yeah very of. knowledgeable very interested in something so it's actually from an nguni word yeah uh which is umfundi which is learner oh wow so there you go that's interesting you learned something too and we funded something <laughs> yeah i'm a real i'm a real language fundi wow what can i say that is interesting so in south africa we would be 18xx fundies oh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no i mean that's what they'd call us the older people in who the don't land know. of the blind yeah that's what like our parents would say not yes. knowing that actually we suck and yes. don't know anything <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah so but that one interested me because i actually had no idea that was a suck no word. neither did i so luckily i haven't gone overseas and embarrassed myself with that <laughs> i probably have yeah didn't just didn't know what the funny looks were about yeah they just politely like yeah Yeah. that's nice what the hell are you talking about (laughs) yeah man so Mm. that's it that's what i got for you okay no that was cool i learned something yeah there we go (laughs) (laughs) well thank you everyone yeah and we'll should be sticking to our our weekly thing now yes we should be back on track for weekly episodes every now and then something happens life gets in the way but as a general rule we want to stick with weekly stuff yeah yeah if we ever taking like a break or holidays or something like that, then we'll we'll let you know in advance. Yeah. Cool. But thanks very much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Cheers. Bye.